You're listening to The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XM Q. Steven Tin Tin Duffy. That's Kiss Me. Just about 39 past the hour on this 80s Music Tuesday. I'm Larry Flick, and you are listening to The Jolt on Sirius XM LQ. It is really good to welcome our friend Patrick Wilson back to the studio as he prepares to play Elvis in his next role. <laughs> Those are some major cyberns, right? man. Uh, yes. I, do, I, I work in the 70s a lot. I think I'm from the wrong <laughs> It era. looks good. Well, this, I'm getting ready for Conjuring 2, so I've got to... Step back into Ed Warren's shoes. It oh, looks right. good. I once tried to grow like the the pork chop sideburns. That's what they called, right? Yeah. And it just, it just was unfortunate. <laughs> it was unfortunate. Well, I can't, I can't nice. grow. I have a really horrible patch, like right here under my neck. So I, I don't do well with a beard. But yes, yeah, I can. So I, okay can with I could do it right on the chin. <laughs> and That's it good. wasn't. It wasn't until I turned forty that I could grow more than three threads <laughs> over my lips. So, yeah. you know, what are you gonna do? So Patrick Wilson, it's good to be Patrick Wilson right now. He's got a, a, a load of stuff happening. Um, his new movie is called Zipper. Um, I was watching it a couple of days ago. It's really good. It's uh, it's uh, the work of a director, a uh, collaboration with the director, Maura Stevens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, it's kind of like a political thriller. Yeah. Yeah, it's about a uh, – I play a federal prosecutor and – good family man who uh unfortunately the as the rise of his uh political career is, is you know as that's ascending his morality is descending and he becomes heavily uh involved in the world of escorts and so it sort of really takes its toll and so you watch his demise and you wonder if he's going to pull out of it when he's going to pull out of it and I don't mean to use the phrase pull out that much, but, uh, you know, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that, but what I loved, one of the things that I really loved about the script was, was the ending wasn't all neat and tidy. Cause, no, it's cause not. Because these cases never are, so. Mm-hmm. It's not neat and tidy, and, and it's, boy, talk about good timing. As right? we're As we're obsessed with the, the start of the, uh, the presidential season. I know. It's a really good time for this movie to come, because we're sizing all these, these folks up, and, and. It, it talks about to me what's really interesting about the movie is it talks about how broken people who claim to be exemplary really are. Right. And and you you take this guy into some very interesting places. Was it? Right. What was it? I mean, I assume it was fun. It was. It was rewarding. It's hard to say. It was. Uh, you know, and, and and part of look part of part of the reason that I did it is because it scares me. You know, that's I, I, I try to find things that um, that push me in some way. What scares you about about this character? Well, surpri- I find I, that very surprising. Well, the rabbit hole of all that intimacy, even though I've done my share of nudity and sex scenes. I mean, when you start when you when you watch, I, you know, I, I, I hesitate to, to use, use words like method acting. And, yeah. you know, I don't get into that too much. But, um, you know, you start to wear your. It's hard to shake it when you're when you when you slam out a movie in about six weeks, five six weeks, and you're in almost every scene. You know, it, it's hard to just sort of turn turn it off and and go home. I would imagine you don't. You don't, and so what happens is obviously it's not like I went out and did the things that this guy did, but you it's it's very difficult as a family man, as a 
I think a good husband, uh, when you're doing these scenes and you watch this guy just just crumble and crumble into this world, and you're going out and shooting these scenes. Granted, they're just scenes, and you're acting, but you're, you know, it's it's um, it's a lot. It was you felt like you were, you know, not just burying your body, but you you burying your soul, and that's there. It's a very dark place that this guy went to. So yeah. in order to sort of pull it off, you know, you need to really to go there and that's it takes its toll well what's interesting i was talking with someone else about this earlier today is um you may or may not be the most method actor that's you know your you have your process but what you do if you're doing a good job and you do is part of what you get paid to do is think and if you're thinking about uh the character you're playing it's inevitable if you're a natural, evolved human being to think about how this lines up to your own life and right. and what it would take to break you. Right. <laughs> right? Because exactly. I watched this movie and I'm thinking, okay, this is nowhere near my world, right. but movies only work if you could see yourself inside. Right. Either because you're repelled by it or because you're attracted to exactly. it. Exactly. And, and, <laughs> and I you know, watched Sam and I thought, what would it take to put me in that predicament? Because well, I think, because yeah. I think we're all inherently broken, right? Just varying degrees. Sure. And, but and what I find fascinating about people like him is that they're so lost in denial. Uh, absolutely. That they're probably more broken than those of us who are aware ever will be. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that, you know, the the I think you nailed it on the head, but I think the movie. Uh, not only touches on that, but it you take that to the next level of being a politician and setting someone up on a public yeah. pedestal just to maybe watch them fall. It's a very um, it's very fascinating. And like you, I'm repulsed and fascinated. I don't to me it's I don't have an addictive personality. I can walk into a casino, lose a couple hundred bucks, and go. That's okay. I don't need to stay here and win it back. It's fine. Mm. I can walk out. Oh, can, you're very lucky. I'm very lucky because I'm very addictive. I watch it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't, I don't just don't have that chip. I could have a beer and be fine, you know. And 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 so, from this perspective, watching him, you know, watching, watching him make that phone call, the first phone call, and you see how easy that is. I'd never do it, but you watch it, and you go, man, he just called an escort agency. Well, I guess he's gonna go now. He made an appointment, <laughs> you know. And then you're like, wow, he's gonna go. Okay, but he's only gonna do it once. He's Thinks he, you know, he's and he's constantly, constantly, constantly trying to mm. to back off. And I think that's one of the things that we wanted to hit with the movie was the humanity of it. You know, I, I there are tons of things I don't like about the guy, and I don't, I'm not trying to make you like him, um, but if you can start from a place of humanity, um, and it's just maybe a small step, uh, then I think you're at least on board. You can at least, you know, because you have to be invested. You don't have to yeah. like the character, but See, you have to care. I like him, and I think the reason why I like him is because um, I can. And I think it's a it's a combination of what you do with him as an actor. What Mora, who did I think a terrific job as a director, is show that in some ways he's it's it's he's very childlike. It's like Absolutely. it's like it's like don't touch the don't touch the stove. Right, and you touch it. Right. Well, that didn't hurt that badly. Right. You know, most kids. Touch second, third, your father, you right. know. Most kids actually do touch it more than once. <laughs> right. right? The average child, you know, what I mean, or maybe I'm just a dummy. I touched it a lot until I until I figured out, oh, that really right. now I have a mark. Right. Um and I think, you know, 
to me, that's what was interesting about him. Also, I'm obsessed with politicians. Yes. And so I'm watching this, and because I don't think that people go into this world with good intentions. I think mm. they go into this world because they didn't get held enough. <laughs> interesting. And so to me, this movie, in a, in a lot of ways, played out a lot of my own judgments walking in. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you, Patrick, not, because you have very strong opinions about him. Right. But... As an actor, your job is also not to judge him. If you're going to make right. him convincing, yeah. you do play him convincingly. So how do you how do you do that? Yeah, I I never judge any character, and I've played some bad guys and some good guys. I um, I I just have to get invested in what they believe in, mm. and um, and no matter how much you play him as, here's the thing. If you get a guy that you know is going to fall down the hill, then you play him as the guy who just wants to go as far as he can. Because mm. you know, no matter what I do in this scene, I, you still have the the scene ends with you know, say you in tears or whatever. So you can play it as trying to solve the problem. And there there is one scene in there, the scene of me in the car. It's sort of at the, at the very end when it's just the whole yep. life sort of crumbles. And that for me was honestly without what it looks like on camera as an actor and as a, as a human, it was the most, probably the most difficult day I've ever had on this set. It's a very, very, very strange thing to sort of go be that desperate and that, you know, and so mm. you, you can play it. You just play it the other way. It's the perfect place to sort of play your opposites. As they say, do you get, did you get to figure out before it happened to you? that you were going to be a character actor. <laughs> because you are, I, I'm just thinking about the last three times we've talked. Uh-huh. Right? Because Patrick Wilson's been here, thank you know, thank goodness, many times yeah. to talk about his various projects. Last time you were here, Let's Kill Ward's Wife. <laughs> about right. as different as a movie can get from this one. Right. And then we talked about Space Save, uh, Station 76, <laughs> right. which was as different from Let's Kill Ward's Wife as a movie can get. Right. And then we met uh, over you know a horror movie right that's right like you're right. you're you're like right a very young <laughs> old man actor because most <laughs> character actors have to get to be in their 50s and 60s before they get those really good parts, right, right, right 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 so how'd you do that oh man yeah there's no easy answer i um i think it i think it really helped when you know my first thing really was Angels in America my first sort of yeah. transition from stage into movies and the, for that miniseries for HBO and what that did was re- almost regardless of my performance it it put me in a league of this guy can be in scenes with Al Pacino Meryl Streep and yada 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 all the other names you want to drop that mm-hmm. were involved in that and so it carried a lot of weight as an oh he's an actor and so I think a lot of guys don't now, I don't want to take anything away from my talent, whatever. Talent is subjective, but I, I think a lot of people don't have that opportunity. So I And I took advantage of that opportunity, and it was also the way that I was dictated. Look, if Little Children or Watchmen or any of those movies that I was more of, say, the, the leading man, maybe not so much in Watchmen, but if they had been huge, huge successes, then it, then it, it might have been a different path. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. it's. I think it's a lot. I think it's. I think it's both. I think it's both the opportunities that I've been given, and it's the opportunities that I seek out for myself. I would rather go do a tiny little movie, and it's the the actor in me. It's. It, I would rather go play a strange character or something that I've never done before, um, than you know just go be in some huge movie in a useless part and maybe make a 
payday. It just it just seems like um, when you when you when you trace back, and one of the great things I get to do before a conversation is I do that. Right. And, and I think now this is a fun this is a fun five or six years he's had. Right. It's been maybe sometimes uh, sometimes very lucrative, sometimes not that lucrative, but enough of both. Right. So that you have a good life. Right. And you get to feel fulfilled, right? And 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 the opportunities keep coming. Before we turn the mics on, you know, Patrick Wilson was talking about you know three other things he's got going on, not the least of which is the second season of Fargo, yeah. <laughs> which is going to be huge. Right? You know how much we're all dying. You know how much I'm dying to see <laughs> me that. Me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. I was in it. <laughs> you know. I mean, so it's like that's sort of like the buffet. That you're eating at. You know, one of the guys, and I just got to work with him this summer. I did a few days on the movie The Founder, which is the story of Ray Kroc. And Michael Keaton plays Ray Kroc. And Michael Keaton, for me, and I told him this. I told him, luckily it was like on day four. I didn't want to open with this. <laughs> <laughs> but I told him, I, he, for me, he he was the guy that's if I could sort of I, and I told him this I said if I could combine your career and like Paul Newman's to me that's mm. that's that's it the the run that he had in the studio system in the 80s from evil from from what it was Beetlejuice Batman Pacific Heights clean and sober I talk about genres I know and then even getting into like uh is it much ado about nothing I think right um I, I mean as wide as a varied career as you had because he has the ability to do that and but he was able to do that on a studio system nobody does that i can go off and do it in a little independent movie that maybe you'll see maybe you won't but it's um it's i know it's a different business now but i i am such a huge fan of him and people like there's not really people like that but that that to me that's sort of what i strive for i strive for trying to do something really different and hopefully it's successful you know so that was part of the reason with with Fargo, getting back to Fargo, is that I felt like it was, I hadn't done that kind of thing, this one-off 10-episode series, and, and, and to have a show that both was critically successful and commercially successful, those almost never happen. That's almost, that's rarely happened I with know. me. You know, I could look at little children that people loved, and very few people saw it in the theater, and so that's the balance, is seeing if you can, you can have those. Um, but that was just an amazing experience. So does all of that uh, force you to more more uh, personally define what success means? Absolutely. I learned very young. I, I, the first show that I did in New York, um, off-Broadway, it's called Bright Lights, Big City. Mm-hmm. It's a musical based on the Michael J. Fox movie. And it was from the follow-up of the director and producer and everybody of Rent. And here it was like, we could be the next Rent. In mid-90s, that's the pinnacle of, I remember, of yeah. musical theater. The show opens and closes and just fails. And I, and, and I had conversations with the director, and it was, uh, and I love Michael Greif dearly, but it was a conversation about what uh, he said. Uh, he said, I'm sorry this isn't going to be as big as that I had hoped for you. And, and I kind of felt it was something along those lines, sort of saying, I wish this was bigger for you because I see what you're giving to it every night. And it makes you realize that the success is very personal. And so it it's not I can't be defined by 
whether the show was a hit or not. And, and certainly that really helped getting into movies. The first feature that I did was The Alamo. It was one of the best experiences of my life. The movie did terribly in the box office. Yeah. But I couldn't, and I felt it. I remember the weekend it came out and it wasn't doing well at all. And everybody kept coming up to you and going, oh, I'm so sorry. And it must be a really hard experience, you know, going through this. And you sort of think, first of all, it's a movie. Let's not, you know, over-dramatize it. But, but also no matter what a movie does in terms of box office, it's not going to take away from six months you you spend working on something. It also doesn't define you know what, I mean? what happens in the years that come to follow. Absolutely. Because you you you, you cited Little Children. That was not a, a massive moneymaker initially, but everybody has seen it. Right. And they've seen it more than once. Right. It, you know, they're... It's it's funny because again you seem to figure this out much younger than than someone like me. I, it took me, you know, only until a couple of years ago to realize that there's there's monetary success and then there's a sense of success where you feel respected, not only by right. other people but within yourself. Well, but that that might be the theater animal in me. When you start, you know, when you when you're theater is first of all the actor's medium and 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 when you're able to do that night after night and I was very fortunate right out of college to be doing going on the road doing shows and performing every night your success and your uh, adoration or your <laughs> lack of uh, is immediate so you the same show that I do in like Sheboygan that gets great reviews I'm doing the same show next week and it gets panned in Portland and you're thinking, I, I swear I'm doing the same thing. And it's, and I think that teaches you very young to mm. sort of go, I'm going to get what I get out of this for me. Um, and that's not to say that doesn't sting when you put your all into something and it just fails. And the older you get, you know, and you wear a few more hats as a producer or, you know, you get invested in creating something, then, uh, of course, it's not just, hey, I'm a gun for hire as an actor. Um, but you still have to have some, you know, you, you, you as long as you can just <laughs> play your role and do your job, I think as an actor, you've got to you've just got to be proud of what you did. Well, you're doing a whole lot more than that, Patrick Wilson. Well, thank you. Were, you were you were nailing it, nailing it good. Sometimes the <laughs> <laughs> humble, right? the uh, The new movie is called Zipper. Um, it's really entertaining. It's got a slamming cast, cast in addition to uh, to Patrick Wilson. And uh, Fargo comes, I think, in October. Yeah, October, I think Monday, October 12th, I think. We're looking yeah, forward to that. And uh, you better come back and talk to us about that and other, uh, other things you have going on. Uh, we didn't even get to the fact that you're going to direct uh, uh, The Full Monty, yeah? I am, yes. At Carnegie Mellon <laughs> yes, for February. Yes, yeah, that. So please come back. We have much more yes, ground to cover. Of course. Uh, you all have a great day today. We will see you tomorrow.